Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet, episode 160, brought to you by our friends over at the Inked Marketing Team at www.inked.marketing. And they want us to remind you that Heel Turn, the comic, is live on Kickstarter. <clears throat> the world of professional wrestling meets Dexter. Oh, what a rush. Speaking of rush. Welcome, uh, JT Malloy, the creator of the Sapphire Spectre. Hello, professional wrestling meets Dexter. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like, like the idea myself. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, why don't you uh, give us like some background on you and and how you got into uh, the wonderful world of comics? Uh. I mean, I've always been into comics since I was a kid. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes, all the way up through getting into like becoming a comic geek with Marvel and stuff, like in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. with like Joe Mad's X-Men and uh, actually the Clone Saga, Spider-Man and stuff. <laughs> I had a lot of homework to do then uh, as a fan, but um, yeah, I've loved comics uh, pretty much my whole life, and uh, started writing and drawing my own even as a little kid and stuff, but. Didn't really kind of dive into the indie scene until like the last five years or something. But I've actually, I created Sapphire Spectre about 10 years ago. Like I made like a graphic novel that ended up on Comixology that I'm going to like probably re-kickstart as like a trilogy of graphic novels someday. But for now, I've got like the series going on and uh, I'm on issue two right now. So, yep. And it's, it, it does, it does pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Every every everybody loves it, and uh, it's uh, yeah. You might have done okay with the goal. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I set it low or whatever, but I mean, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I'm very, 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 very happy with everybody who backed it and how well it's doing. Oh and, yeah, uh, over two hundred backers. Yeah, and it helped that I had some just some killer help with the, the mm. issue, issue one and now issue two with the guest cover artists and all that stuff like Alfred Trujillo and Kara Nicole helped me out on issue one a whole lot. 
uh, Travis Starling and Hannah Blue do covers for that one. And now for this one, we've got Steph Wilson, who is just amazing. Every Everything he touches is gold. And then uh, Ashley Witter, same thing. Uh, been friends with her for a couple of years now and just totally honored to have her do a cover for this. And uh, also David Fought. And shout out to him. He's having some uh, medical issues right now. And his wife's been doing some updates and stuff. So I uh, hope he's all good. And um, yeah. It's uh, going pretty good. I got, gonna, I, I got all excited good. when I found out that uh, I I don't live too far from Steph. So, oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm like I'm like I'm fairly close to you know, it's like about 45 minutes to the Cape from my house. So, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, Steph, relax. I don't know where you live. Okay, so. <laughs> we just live in the same state that's it you know so it's like so i might see him at a at, at like a show sometime so i can you know get stuff signed nice <laughs> that's it you know i'm not like that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna chase you down i'm in a wheelchair come on <laughs> the power won't the power lasts long enough for me to go up the corner to uh get my hair cut grab a couple of beers at the pizza joint and then come home uh <laughs> that's pretty much that's it. That's cool. Though. At least you get out. You know, nice. not now. Yeah. It's it's the weather's too hot, and like in the in the fall, I'll I'll be outside like every day. Oh, it's pretty bad over there. I'm uh, I'm from Chicago, or uh, currently living in the west suburbs of Chicago, and we've been getting just uh just storm after storm after storm. There was a tornado that hit like a mile from here, like just uh, three weeks ago. So, yeah, all kinds oh, of shit. Awful. Yeah. yeah. It was it was like ninety degrees at like noontime today, and about an hour ago, like a pretty powerful like thunderstorm just rolled through like you know, like a bat out of hell. It was like you know here one second, gone the next, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like shake the build, shook the building a little bit, and and left. I'm like, okay, I got power, I got Wi-Fi. Okay, we're good. Uh, <laughs> That's all I care about. I go, I, I need the power and I need the Wi-Fi and yeah. everything else comes into play, you know? As long as that's there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, then, like, when the power does go out these days, it's like, all right, well, if I did charge my phone or my Nintendo Switch, I've got X amount of hours of amusement before I go back to the caveman era, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, I do uh, I do three different podcasts. This is, this is my, my first one. And then I do one where uh, I co-host with uh, another guy from Outright Geekery, and it's called OK Boomer. <laughs> nice. You know. Uh, Who is that with? Who's, who's that with? Uh, Thomas Hewlett. Oh, okay, gotcha. And myself, uh, we're, we're both connected to Outright Geekery. And we do that one, which is just going back and, and looking at back issues, you know. Be- oh, that's cool. Before these, before these other companies you know, sold their soul to whatever hell they're living in right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what W word you were about to use. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, gold, gold and silver and bronze age stuff. Uh, maybe a little bit of copper this week. We're doing uh, the, the very first issue with Sandman. Oh, cool. But, you know, stuff like that last the week before we, we did uh, the uh, Emperor Doom graphic novel. You know, it's funny is I never actually read Sandman, but I have been listening to the audiobook with my girlfriend, and uh, it's actually pretty cool. 
like the way they produced it and stuff. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I think I read the first graphic novel of Sandman. If I read the like, um, yeah, like the the really old stuff from like the late eighties or whatever. I hadn't. I never took off with the rest of it, but yeah. Yeah, I I've, I've got it. I've got the whole original run in uh, in trades. Uh, I've got I've got some of the issues, of course, but uh, I bought all I bought all the trades. I'm like it's just easier reading them in these. Some of my some yeah. of my hardcover and some of my softcover. I found it. I like I like to upgrade to all hardcover someday, but right. That's cool. Yeah, one of these days I'll just I'll just dive into that because I, I only ever got as far as like where he got in a logic battle with the devil or whatever like that that part of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's quite a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> that was the early stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was good back then. But let's take a let's take a look at the uh, at the video for the. Uh, campaign here yeah totally i'm a video editor nine to five so i put this together myself and uh, my friend laura plays uh sapphire specter herself sylvia sloan and uh my, my sister susie does the voice of the you'll see hey quick reintroduction alive sylvia sloan dead sapphire specter now just wanted to take this time to thank everyone who backed issue number one. We were floored by the turnout and the response, and we had a blast fulfilling it. And oh man, you guys are going to love issue two even more, because I finally meet and fight my ultimate nemesis, the Violet Void. Hey, Sunshine! What the f***? Sylvia, you don't fight Violet Void until issue three. You get to hang with me in issue two. Oh, yeah, I mean, I know. I just... issue. Series creator JT Malloy is done writing and drawing already, including a new backup story that continues the cab driver saga. So now let's talk covers. We've got a murderous row of creators doing variant covers this time, and the results are astounding. I cannot even believe the quality on display here. We have so many rad rewards for you all too, and of course, as always, it's all male in Gemini. We are ready to keep this series going. We have so many stories to tell. Yeah, but this is the best one. Shut up, weeb. Hey, J JT, what's a weeb? I don't know. I'm like almost 40. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> okay, that's funny as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I always want to make that stuff like informative yet entertaining so <laughs> so uh yeah that's 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 awesome because man i gotta learn how to do shit again <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, went, I went to school I, for that i went to columbia college in chicago and i got a degree in video post-production so, so my, that's what but my uh you know bread and butter nine to five has been for past 15 years so yeah well, back in the when was it? Early nineties. 
mid nineties, at least. Uh, I went to school for uh, radio, television, and video communication, which of course was, you know, editing and all, you know, all the all the backroom stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still, you know, there was no such thing as digital. It was still like you know, three and three quarter inch tape. And- yeah, tape to tape. I actually I had to do a little bit of that. Uh, they 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 still taught that like in the early two thousands when I was going to school. So I had to make some newsreel type editing out of just two beta decks and stuff like that <laughs> oh yeah what fun yep <laughs> and i they're like well you have to do some kind of you have to put edit together from your source tapes onto something else and do a voiceover and it's going to be a commercial mm-hmm. so i i took footage from the original uh captain marvel serial and yes, because the real Captain Marvel is Shazam, uh, the old the old black and white one. There was a there was there was scenes where he was beating guys up and and saving people from a tanker that was going down. Uh, and I, I I did like you know an ad for like you know tsunami insurance or something. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> so I'm just like they're like. You're weird. I go, no, I'm just a nerd. <laughs> I'm just old school enough to have found it so strange that a couple years ago there was a Shazam and a Captain Marvel movie came out within months of each other. And one of them had, had Billy Bastion, and it wouldn't, wasn't the one you thought, you know? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was just. It's kind of funny. It was just weird. Let's let's go down. Of course, you had a Kickstarter you love. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I didn't get that in the first one. I don't know how they dished that out or whatever, but that was pretty cool that we got that. So, uh, how soon did uh, did this one fund? Um, within the first four hours. That's why you got it. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. And then it was like a steady climb to where we're at now. Oh, nice. Yeah, for like the first week, I was like, oh. I hate my life. This is all gonna. This is all going down in flames. And then, like, started slowly picking up. And I'm like, okay, it's just <laughs> everybody yeah, you, has that freak out moment in the middle, you know? <laughs> yeah, you get that. You get like that lull. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was talking to uh, an author earlier today who's crowdfunding his first like actual novel. Oh, cool. He's got like seven or eight other novels, you know, you know, already out out and about and available through Amazon and a couple of places. And uh, he goes, oh, I haven't really had much movement on it for a little while, but he's like halfway there. I go, well, you got, you got to expect that that happens even on like the best comic campaigns. There's like a lull in the middle. Right. (laughs) You get, you get that little lull in the middle. Mm -hmm. I go, I go, and, and you're selling a book with just words. (laughs) yeah i go i have books with just words i go i'm reading three different ones right now along with you know graphic novels and i had i had a bunch of indie stuff come in this week so i'm like you know getting around to reading that and i'm like i've got like eight more pages left to go in in sandman so i can refresh myself on that for the show tomorrow but Mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah so yeah that's that's awesome that you guys funded that quick Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. 
And big shout out to Lisa Malone and Malone Management for oh, helping yes. me out with all that. And uh, thank you, Lisa, for setting this up. Indeed. Yeah, I was kind of like her uh, her guinea pig for my first campaign. We kind of did that together. And um, that's when she kind of like halfway through it started deciding, hey, this is going to be like my thing now, like start a side business of uh, helping out, you know, indie uh, creators and stuff like that, like keep uh, some of the 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 more tedious stuff running on the side of you know the mm-hmm. back, backer kit and kickstarter and stuff so that's really cool yeah because yeah it, it does get like i mean even just setting up a kickstarter mm-hmm. it's like oh, way more work than i want to put into anything <laughs> it, uh, it totally is <laughs> i'm like I'm like, can somebody else do that? Can I hire somebody to do that? You know, why? What do you want to kickstart? Oh, I just want to, you know, I just want to kickstart something so people can buy me beer. (laughs) Right. I mean, I drink, (laughs) I drink Guinness, and I'm on a limited budget. You know, especially buying, buying all the comics I've been buying, and like all the indie projects. Like, I walk into my local comic shop that, and I, I've been a customer there since I was 15. Uh, I am way past that now, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and I'll I'll look and I'll start bitching, pissing, and moaning about the the prices for stuff where you're getting like uh Marvel will put out like a new number one, they'll put like 15 pages of new story in it, and then they'll throw like all this all these reprints from yesteryear that nobody asked for, by the way. Yeah. In the book and charge like twelve ninety five from it. So <laughs> I'm complaining about paying twelve dollars. You know, that's it. I'm going home and and go, going to look at Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Right. <laughs> you oh, know, so, so many books these days that like the big two do. Like it's like five pages are drawn by one artist and then the next five by another, and it's not like separate stories. It's the same story, and you're like, man, like we used to complain when like you know. um runs uh wouldn't be the same person mm-hmm. you know what i mean when there would be a, an interruption issue with a fill-in artist and now it's like you're getting fill-in artists in the middle of the story <laughs> it's like what the f- really <laughs> it's like you remember when they would need to have somebody fill in for like one issue uh, yeah, yeah. In, in marvel and they would just be like the, the whole cover would be an apology we're sorry but is officially assistant editors month <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. And that that was just because uh pretty much nobody made their deadlines that month, so or enough of them that they like just throw something together, anything, make it stupid, we don't care. <laughs> right. just, just put it out there. We we cannot put out nine more reprints this week from Neil, <laughs> Neil Adams because then we have to pay him again. So you know, and man. The art on this book is so cool, though. Thank you. So yeah, is, I've got some of the interiors on that page, uh, past all the covers and stuff. So this is the last. This is the deal for the final week, right here. Yeah, because like, uh, it's uh, nobody was really biting on the whole four hundred dollar get all the covers plus an original page of art thing, and I was like, all right, well. I am totally fine admitting that like, hey, like 
if I drop it a bit, you know, is that cool? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, this is all kind of experimenting. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you got to be professional about it and you got to not sell yourself short. But you also got to kind of like find what you're worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's drop this a little. So I figured for the last week, let's drop it to 300 to get an original page of art. And I've got plenty of them from this story. So, uh, and then a couple of people responded. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. All right, nice. Well, conven uh, conventions are coming back and uh, convention prices on an original page of art are anywhere from three to $500. That's true. And that's, you know, not, that's not from someone like me. That's from someone like Chris Pacello or something. <laughs> you know, and, you know, some sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, indie guys getting that too, because they've got, you know, like a, like a huge following and you have a, you have a pretty big following already, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, you've, you've got over 200 backers on, on your second, on your second issue. So, I mean, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. And this deal right here, they're basically buying a page of original art off you and mm -hmm. getting everything else for free. Right. Totally. You know, it's like, man, we need more stimmy checks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I went through my last one pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> so, so far the most I've spent on a, on a, on a crowdfund has been uh, just about $170 on, on one campaign. Oh, really? Gotcha. But I, was, uh, I spent... catch, up, catch up all. So like, I got like, you know, 600 pages of, uh, of combined trade paperbacks, uh, mm. you know, couple of, couple of variants and, uh, like splatter, you know, uh, an album on splatter vinyl. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I went nuts. I'm like, Oh, I got all this money. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, no, uh, I mean, you got to put aside some money from, the previous one to fund the next one because i i plan on doing even more artists like i did three guest covers and a cosplayer the first one and i did the same thing on this one and the next one i just want to get like half the people i know in on it because like it's, it's going to be the debut of a major villain for the series so mm -hmm. i kind of want to see everybody's take on her so i'm definitely going to put aside a couple bucks to make sure all the artists are paid on like before the kickstarter even starts so that you know, like I can get, yeah, no, but I, I spent a couple bucks definitely, uh, keeping the artists paid to, for this. And, uh, I like setting up that video. I spent like five straight days on that. And, uh, so yeah, I put a lot together for this one. So yeah, pretty cool. And I did every last graphic you see there, like that took a couple days. Like there's there, a lot goes into this stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I was a little more prepared for it this time. The, the very first time, I just, I, I instead of doing tons of research, I mean, I did enough, and I got lots of great advice and help from friends in the indie comic scene before I did my first one. But I definitely felt, at least, like I was diving off the diving board into the deep end, never having swam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then I it's went like through all the in, jumping into a grindhouse movie after you wake up. You know, right. But this time I actually know what I'm doing. It'll get out even faster than it did before. There was probably like, I think last time I, I 
it was like I kickstarted it in August. Uh, I meant to deliver it in October or November, and not until like February did it really start happening. But now that I know what I'm doing and I know all the printers are and I know what to expect and all that stuff, like it's just going to be lightning fast because I just want to keep going. I just want to keep drawing this comic and getting people reading it because I'd like to tell a whole story before, you know, everybody is dead or whatever, you know. <laughs> that sounded morbid, but, you know, I want to keep them going. You know, it, it's, it's all in the spirit of the book. Uh, so... Like eight, eight. <laughs> you got like eight covers, original art plus all the stretch goals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for three hundred bucks, yeah, and a piece of original art, which is dope. Got some of them sitting around here. Actually, I've got the. Oh, I got it sitting right next to me. This is the, the cover of uh, the J. Scott Campbell Amazing Spider-Man six hundred one, that I did. Somebody already claimed this, because like I'm not. Uh, I'm just doing the interiors for the $300 thing, but some other people have hit me up and already bought my covers off me. So this one, yeah, this turned out fun. I didn't even ink this. This is one of those times where the pencils were looking so good that I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So, yeah, I've got it all sitting around. Everything I've ever done is like right in this room, so. Yeah, I got a pencil piece like that, uh, uh, a Joker that Ken Hunt did for me. Uh, back in 2013. Ooh, nice. And uh, I'm like, nope, not getting anything. Keeping it just like that. Right. And you know, it's done. And and now I'm filling up like a huge gallery full of like, you know, original Joker art. You know, since nice. my 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 Twitter handle is uh, is Joker fan. It's been Joker fan since. 2008. I see that here. Is that oh, that little? Is that Cesar Romero? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> nice. it's Cesar Romero with the uh, the uh, Heath smile put over it. Nice. I feel like every single time there's a new live action Joker, it's less like the comic book version every time. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like radioactive uh, Half Life. How elements break down, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it just keeps, it's like a copy of a copy of a copy. It just keeps getting worse or something. C I don't Caesar, know. Caesar is still my favorite live action Joker. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, I love, I love Nicholson. I'm, I'm a huge Joker fan, by the way. Um, like I've read, like, like Devil's Advocate is my favorite by Chuck Dixon. That's my favorite Joker mm -hmm. story. And, uh, so it's like, I, I know a little more than just the, you know, some people that these days it's hard to, I don't want to use the word poser, but there's so many oh, yeah, they're, they're, Joker yeah. fans out there that are just like, you know, like angry gamer kids that just like repeat what he says in a movie. And it's like, dude, come on, like read the real stuff, read, not just killing joke, read five way revenge, like the greatest Joker stories ever told all that stuff, you know? This is a piece that Sean Howe did for me. Ooh, that's really cool. I do I do a show with him like late night every Wednesday, and where he just draws and we just talk like nerd shit. Nice. <laughs> then this one was done by uh, Mike Jimmy LeBrun, who's a comic creator out of the out of the Netherlands. 
Nice. That's really cool. I had somebody commissioned me to do three separate jokers and just said go nuts. And so I'm like, okay, so I just I just picked like three versions of joke. Sometimes I hate to use the word version of Joker when it comes to the comic book Joker because he's mostly the same across all continuities, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Like it's not it's not like version like the Walking Phoenix ones is a version because that's like barely even the character. It's yeah. like but like the the Dick Sprang Joker and the Joker from that's wearing his face or whatever. That's still the same guy, you know. That's yeah. still the, that's still the Red Hood that fell into the acid and has that specific personality and look. That's the that's the one Ken did for me. Nice, that's cool. And uh, so I ended up doing the Dick Sprang Joker with holding like a cartoon bomb. Oh, that's really neat. I dig yeah. that. I got that on. I got that for free on Batman Day, because the the store hired a creator to come in uh, to show his stuff, and because he was an artist too, they paid him like a huge flat fee to do a sketch for you know one sketch for everybody, and then so many people showed up because of course you know the the, the interwebs went out and. Uh, they started telling everybody, and everybody started showing up in droves. And they were like, one per family, because people were coming in uh, wanting to get one of each of the Power Rangers done. So they, they came in with their, you know, guys were coming in with their wife and their seven kids to, to get, like, an entire <laughs> series done. And like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. Nice. <laughs> I, uh, I have this Joker piece I did that actually kind of went viral. Even before anybody knew me for Sapphire Spectre, that was like I did this Suicide Squad, Jared Leto and Margot Robbie like being attacked by the comic book versions. Oh yeah, that oh that's awesome. Yeah, and that kind of like spread like wildfire fire all over the internet. There were even people like in my office at the time that were like, "Hey, did you see this picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I the original file is right in front of me." And they're like, "That was you? Holy shit!" You know, it was funny. Oh yeah, that that is. Right there is uh, a little bit of crazy poetic justice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leto, give me a break. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even see that movie. I saw his scenes on YouTube just out of curiosity. And I was like, oh, God. He's talking like he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> or something. Like that um, it smells like Teen Spirit uh, Weird Al song. Smells like Nirvana. Oh, oh yeah. marble in my mouth. Like, that's actually what he talks like. Yeah, Is it because of the grills? Is it because they gave him grills and he doesn't know how to talk with them in or something? Probably. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, who knows? He might he might have been, you know, on a bad trip or something. Right. But, yeah. So you get, the, uh, you get the digital PDF copy uh, mm -hmm. free with any tier, and that's both issues. Yes, first and the second. I want people caught up. I'm going to do it from now on where it's like, if you back it, you get everything that was released prior because it, it it's like no skin off anybody's back to release something digitally. So, But you also don't want to just like have it completely for free. So it's like, if you back this stuff, I'm going to let you catch up. You know what I mean? So if somebody thinks issue four looks great, you know what I mean? Like, but they don't know how to, you know what I mean? Like rather than going through, all right, we got to add this and reprint this and all this stuff. It's like, just, I'm going to give you the, the back issues 
digitally for free. So that's yeah. just kind of what I want to do. It's like if you know you see uh, Alex Ross on issue four and you have to have it, and you never heard of the book, you can still sit down and read the whole thing on your tablet. Right. <laughs> Who is the Sapphire Spectre? Yeah, who is the Sapphire Spectre? <laughs> That's a wall of text. I should probably uh, shorten that. <laughs> so uh, why don't you shorten it by just telling us uh, like the backstory of the book? And uh, Yeah, for anybody who's not aware, uh, Sapphire Spectre is a, a girl that named Sylvia Sloan that lives in Chicago. And when I say girl, I mean woman. She's 23, and uh, she lives with her best friend, Melissa, um, who's in a punk band and uh, Sylvia can die on command, turn into the Sapphire Spectre in the spirit world, kind of like a Doctor Strange asshole production kind of way. Some people have told me like, oh, it reminds me of Danny Phantom. And it's like, no, 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 no. She doesn't turn into a ghost. She dies and her ghost leaves her body. You know what I mean? It's more a little more like that. So um, she enters the spirit world as the Sapphire Spectre and kind of like uh corrects like the uh, injustices and stuff like that like by fighting evil ghosts and evil demons and stuff like that and is trying to kind of like keep the tear between the ghost world and our world like from opening up too wide by uh kind of balancing it out so yeah and there's a lot of twists and turns uh a lot of stuff that happens with uh the demon who killed her family and her when she was 18 and um, all kinds of other stuff. So, yeah. And this one, issue two, involves this chibi here who is uh, just a wacky little anime character or like a ghost in the form of an anime character that's dressing up like her. So I kind of wanted it to be like Batmite or Mr. Mrs. Spitlick. I was just going to say that. I go, is that her Batmite? Yes, it definitely is. So... Because this all started where Ashley Witter, I was talking to her one day, and she's like, you should draw, like, chibis of your character. And I'm like, oh, for, like, stickers and stuff, yeah. Oh, good idea, you know what I mean? Because I didn't think of that stuff. And then, like, I drew one, and I was like, I can make a story out of this. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what I'm doing already. So I called her Sapphire Shebe, S-H-E, and uh, comma, B. I've heard it pronounced both ways, by the way, Chibi and Chibi, but I'm going with Shebe. And, um... She, <laughs> she's this thing that pesters her and stuff and uh it starts out kind of madcap and then halfway through it you're like oh this is getting a little dark and like by the end of it you're gonna be like oh oh i see what was really going on here so there there might be some uh it might go to some unexpected places by the end of it getting dark i like it dark yeah i like dark and funny at the same time is is nice the comic's not always funny, but when it is, I try to make it. Yeah, it is. It is when there's a Steph Wilson cover. Yeah, <laughs> that one's great. I love that. I love the Dean Eagle, Mandy, uh, Copper Tone Dog kind of vibe of that one. <laughs> and mm -hmm. Carrie, Carrie Ann murdered it on those colors, and it just looks amazing and oh, so awesome. And he's been promoting the hell out of this. Like, thank you, Steph, so much. And speaking of Ashley, here's here's her cover. Um, and for people that don't know her, a get out of the rock you're living under. And no, I'm just playing. 
but uh, she does Scorriers, which is an amazing indie comic, and a Scor oh, yeah. Scorch. I, I love that book. Mm -hmm. And Scorch, which is awesome as well, um, and has done work for Marvel as well, like uh, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, um, mm -hmm. uh, Fallen Angels, X-Men, uh, some Incredible Hulk stuff. Like, yeah, she's been uh, all over the place for the past couple of years, and so honored to have her be part of this. And she loves anime. She's a huge anime person. I'm not even that big on anime, but she's like, can I go full Sailor Moon with this cover? And I'm like, yes, please do. So yeah, and it turned out, did. yeah, it turned out killer. Even the, she be, she purposefully made it doing like a Dragon Ball Z pose there <laughs> mm -hmm. with, uh, oh, who's the little one? Who's the little, who's Goku's son? I don't know. I go, I, go Ken or something. I forget. I used to watch that show. I I tried watch uh, a good friend of mine is wicked into the show. Mm. And he's like, You should watch it, you would like it. I go, I go, I like some anime, but I don't like the anime with the you know, every time somebody gets hit, they're they're silly, they get the googly eyes popping out of their skull and stuff. <laughs> I go, that just annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm like, I can't stand that. He was well, try it. it was, I, I'll give you the DVD of like the first few episodes. I'm like, okay. I put it in. I'm like, 10 minutes later, I'm like, this is terrible. I can't, <laughs> I can't watch this. It's like, you know, they even asked me because there was a, there was an indie book that came in uh, with, with, you know, for review copy over at OG. And they're like, we're a little short on reviewers this week. Can you we get a request to do this book. I'm like, okay, what is it? He goes, well, it's kind of like DBZ. And I'm like, you do not want me to review it. <laughs> Why? I go, because I hate Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I go, and if this book is anything like Dragon Ball Z, I will trash the living hell out of it. <laughs> I go, I don't want to, I don't want to do a review where it's a subject matter that, you know, I actually hate, and there's not a lot of them, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, in in this culture that I actually that I actually hate. You know, I could find I could usually find something redeeming in almost any book I've read. So, you know, was was it great? No. Did it entertain me for a short time? Yeah. Then it was a decent book. <laughs> if it was like holy shit. This book is amazing, and I'm going on making videos about how amazing this book is, and and telling as many people as I can, and and sharing the cr living crap out of it. Then, yeah. This is the uh, David Fott's cover, which is awesome. I definitely I love his style, and uh, he's just such oh, an yeah. awesome artist. And I definitely wanted him to uh, do the. Uh, there is a part in the story where the chibi has her dress up in like a red Japanese inspired dress like that. Mm -hmm. And so like I wanted him to draw her in that dress and stuff. So he added like the wine and everything like that. And that was really cool. <laughs> like his style, this style and, and, and this, it reminds me of something else. Like I've seen it somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And that's, what's awesome about it is that like, it's like, you want to say, you know, it's like JSC or you want to say it's like, uh, Disney or you want to say it's like this or that, but like somehow he takes all that and he makes it his own, you know, that's, what's really cool. It, re like, it, it like just the skull on the inside of her dress 
makes me instantly think of uh, the Grimm cartoon from uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Mandy and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I like, forgot about that show. That show. So funny. I'm kind of like getting this vibe. And then that one is a homage to my. Uh, I'm doing like punk album homages on like every one. And I don't even care if like just three people get it or something because I know that there's punk rockers out there and a lot of my friends are and stuff and relatives. So they're always going to find something cool about it. I don't, I don't order as many of those, but I always like I did Bad Religion Suffer for the first one and I did Adolescence, the blue album, as it's known for uh, this one. And um, yeah, so it's really cool. I've got a, a bunch of punk albums, iconic images that I kind of want to like repeat and stuff. Like I'll probably do like a Minor Threat one or you know stuff like that as I go. And uh, I always say like I call my little imprint punk and comics. I always say it's like punk and comics, like uh, in The Simpsons when he had nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like because uh, because there's so many metal guys in comics, you know what I mean? There's something about yeah. there's something about geekiness that attracts metal people. You know, I don't know I don't know what it is about it. I've always postulated it's like the, maybe it's the they were picked out in school and it, that's how they get out in their head, like in their faux machismo kind of way or something. I do like metal. I do. It's just that I always like punk rock more. And uh, I kind of wanted to represent that uh, kind of like music and culture and stuff like that. Like it's not a prerequisite to read Sapphire Spectre. It's just like, I'll make like the odd reference here and there, but it's not like, it's, it's not like you have to be a punk rocker to appreciate or something. The roommate is the punk, not, Sapphire Spectre, she just doesn't care about that stuff. But like uh I, I definitely want to like represent the punk scene in comic books because I feel like there's a little too much metal sometimes, you know. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But and that's cool. Hey, I love metal, I love man o' war, I love comics about dudes with broadswords running over hills and chopping stuff in half. But like uh this is my kind of thing. It's a little more a little scarier, a little more urban and uh that's kind of what I'm going for. And it, it's cool because now, you know, you have a cover that, you know, all your friends and family be like, oh, I get it. That's this album. And they're like, I want that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I left a, I left a cover of uh, the Bad Religion homage for uh, a shout out to Daryl uh, from the Bull Weevils, who's a famous Chicago punk band who I've done some work with. Uh mm-hmm. And he lives near me, and so we both go to the same comic book store. So I dropped off a, a Bad Religion Suffer homage, and I'm like, "Here, give this to Daryl from the Bowievals," and he knew what I was talking about and stuff. So he's like, "I'll put it in in, in his uh, pull list." So yeah, that was cool. Cover F, yeah, this was a fun one because uh, uh, I wanted to do like like a. An American comic being torn in half to reveal a manga underneath. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like Sylvia's book is on top and Shimi's book is underneath it. And like you just rip the cover in half and it's right there. That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, you got you got like kind of like the two face homage and you know the fact that Western comics suck. <laughs> right. That's that's why manga outsells them by hundreds of thousands of of units every single month and, right you know what a lot of the what a lot of the people that uh 
have YouTube shows about like how much the industry sucks now and stuff. It's like it's been going down for a long time. Like long before a YouTuber started hating woke culture, mm-hmm. it's it's been going down for way before that. Like oh, I yeah. I first noticed that it started sucking in like the early 2000s when Joe Casada was like just taking everything I loved as a child and just making it grotesque and weird, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like you're in charge of the company and you're taking titles like oh, I don't know, say Daredevil and uh deciding that you're going to do the art and then you put your own book like three months behind on schedule because you can't draw 30 pages a month right <laughs> yeah then there's that you and know. sometimes some sense of writers would be late in that era too and you're like why <laughs> you know like <laughs> how how <laughs> As somebody, as somebody who writes and draws his own comic, I can tell you flat out that like there's no excuse for writing to be late, and like there's barely an excuse like for art to be late, but there's no excuse for writing to be late. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you know, come on. Yeah, <laughs> you know, unless you know, unless your script was rejected like five times, you know, by you know whoever ended up being editor on that book, you know, right. going, going all Carlos Mencia and goes, no, no, you can do it better. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like this. This is cool. Thank you. Yeah. This is a fun one. Oh, we got the, the cosplay here. Uh, this is a uh, Harley Quinn SLC. Uh, her name is Trina. Uh, she's an amazing cosplayer. And uh, she's been active for like I don't know seven or eight years, probably more. And like, but just uh, got is a huge Instagram following. And um, she took notice of me when I drew that Joker versus Harley picture, and it spread and went viral immediately. Like, I became friends on Instagram with so many cosplayers, and I had never given cosplaying like until about five or six years ago. I always just thought it was like like my sister would do it and stuff, her and her friends. I just thought it was something people did like at uh, conventions or whatever, like for fun. And that's cool too. But like, I didn't know it was like such a community until like five or six years ago. And then like all these people were so positive about like my art and what I was doing. And then like, I was like going through their stuff and I'm like, Oh my God, these people are so awesome. Like they're, they're just really into this and they have like their own kind of art, in and of itself by doing this, you know? And so yeah, it's, it's their own subculture altogether. Right. And I had a bigger appreciation for that subculture and actually how positive a lot of it was once I started knowing these people. So then me and Trina here, um, I don't know. We became like uh, pretty decent, like internet friends or whatever, you know, we never met in real life, but we've been talking a long time for the like, past five years or whatever. And uh, I finally uh, got her to work with me on this and like, she was like so thrilled and her husband took these pictures and I gave him the little bits of touch ups on my iPad with like all the twirly ghost stuff and everything. So yeah, it was so fun working with her. She's such a positive, nice person. And um, uh, yeah, Harley Quinn underscore SLC is her name on like everything or really gorgeous. The number one, really gorgeous one. That's her Twitch. She does like call of duty streams and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool though. It, you know, it's like you you think comic nerds are are crack addicts for you know what they like, 
Oh, let me introduce you to some cosplayers. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they're genuine fans too. Like a lot of people, some guys get salty, you know, when they're like, uh, you know, like, oh, he's not even a real fan or whatever and stuff like that. Like, and it's like, no, dude, they know their stuff. You know, like I've, Karen Nicole is hilarious for this. I, I said this on a, oh, yeah. on a podcast the other night. Like, I remember once, like, Kara knows more about like the lore of like the characters that she cosplays and everything like that, like, than a lot of like her, uh, like some of the fans that try to like, uh, uh, there's no better word for it, mansplain to her or whatever, you know, that will be like, like, hey, oh, uh, you know, like, bet you don't even know the character's name is Kara Zor-El or something. And she's like, you just spelled it wrong. It's Kara Zor-El with one L, not E-L, because she's from Earth 2. Or no, she's from Earth, yeah, Earth 2. And like, so it's like she will like stomp on somebody and oh, like yeah. outlore them. And it is so funny. It's always funny when she does that. Yeah, she goes all red sand around people. Yeah. Like, it's I don't know. It's so hilarious, too, because it's like, you know, instead of putting your foot in your mouth like that, why don't you be like, so why do you want to why do you want to dress up as this character? Right, right. And, you know, get the actual explanation, you know, behind why she felt why she likes this character and get compelled to do it. You know, I've I've been following her since I, uh, you know, since I first got on on interweb that uh that wasn't dial up and uh i was just scrolling through stuff and I, all my searches have always been comic booky uh, mm, same <laughs> and uh oh god yeah. i used to go on like message boards and stuff like uh, i don't even know yeah you, you, you've stuff been, that's like long dead by now <laughs> you've been on the on the interwebs for a while because you know i we all noticed your uh uh your myspace yeah what, what's funny is like that's actually not a myspace picture some people were like oh i have embarrassing emo myspace pictures too and i'm like no dude i'm punk i i was already too old when the emo thing was happening in the mid 2000s like i was already 25 and drunk at bars and you know what i mean like that was actually me as a dead emo kid in 2011 <laughs> for halloween <laughs> Oh, that's, uh, that's hilarious. I'm like, MySpace. How did we deal with that crap? Oh my god. I know, right? I try. Uh, I always try to find the dumbest picture of myself possible to put as like and put series creator underneath. You know, like in those videos. Mm. Like in the video for the first campaign, I had an old picture of me where I had 20 cigarettes in my mouth, like ah, uh, and it said file photo at the bottom, just like Homer in like uh, the monorail episode of Simpsons. <laughs> It was like local man Homer Simpson, and then it shows like file. It says file photo, and it's Homer with like a hundred cigarettes in his mouth. Like, <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> There's another one I drew a uh, Shebe into that one, and that was really cool. That's cool. So, same cosplayer, and you get your choice of covers. Indeed, you can get the weaponized. Oh, you can get the chibi eyes. Yeah, I just, I just do like a cute one and an action one. That's kind of what I go for. And um, yeah, like the character is sometimes sexy, sometimes not. Like I, I kind of jump between PG-13 and R all the time. I always call it like harsh PG-13 or light R. So mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, in the future, like if, if a cosplayer wants to do like a lingerie kind of thing that's cool but if she wants to be all covered up that's cool like because 
both are my sensibilities. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so like, I'm not I'm not Jim E. Noble, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I have no no problem with a little cheesecake too. So <laughs> this came out so killer, though. Thank you. That's just a joke, by the way. I love Jimmy Noble. He's he's a good friend now. Online friend. I've got to meet so many people in real life now that the stupid pandemic's over. Yep. And then there's all the boring tier graphics showing you what you got. I do occasionally have the funny shibi like comment on each of them. <laughs> I like knives. <laughs> Bluebees. I got Steph saying that so much. Check mean? out those bluebies. Hey. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the weed cover. What's a weed? <laughs> I don't I don't know how they get weed from uh manga. Yeah, that's a, that's a term I only learned like last year. That's like a fake anime fan or like a American anime fan that like really wants and loves Japanese culture to like a poser kind of fault or something. I don't know. I'm not in that community enough to know what it really actually is. A friend of mine quit like, you know, Western comics and went full tilt, uh, went full tilt friggin' manga. And he's, he's probably spent, I think he spent probably like close to like a hundred grand now. Damn just this year uh that that includes all the lighting setups the figures that he bought uh and all the new bookcases he put up oh wow and (laughs) that's uh, the kind of stuff i would like to do if i had more money and time (laughs) he uh well he's uh he works on high steel in boston oh okay so uh he he makes a few dollars yeah, I'm some garbage video editor and comic book artist on the side, so. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. I got some cool shit, though. <laughs> lots, lots of cool shit, though. There we go. Yeah. That's signed J. Scott Campbell posters. and. <laughs> yeah, just, just a few cool things. <laughs> I hate children. <laughs> That's the first track off that album. Another walk into the house. I hate children. What's What's even funnier is my thirteen year old daughter says that she'll be like, "Hey, can we go hang outside?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we'll go out and there's like picnic tables out in front of my apartment building and stuff. So we'll just go sit over there and 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 chill and talk. And then a whole bunch of kids that live in the building will will show up to the to the playground like right next to that. Be like, "Can we go back inside?" I hate kids. <laughs> nice. Like, wait, aren't you? He goes, yeah, I know I am, but that's one of the <laughs> they make noise and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. She it's likes hilarious. everything. She likes everything quiet. She'll listen to her her music like turned up in her, <laughs> in her head in her headphones. But you know, other than that, this one rips. Get it. I got it. Yeah, I'm Captain Jad joke. It's just like not 95% of my attention span is like my brain in a constant state of trying to make a pun out of anything anybody says. <laughs> she pretty. 
We both purdy. <laughs> Trina. <laughs> That's how I address her in text message. I always text her, Trina. <laughs> With a picture of a tree. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So you 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 paired both cosplay covers together for for a combination price. So. Mm -hmm. And at this point, all the stretch goals are pretty much unlocked. Actually, if you could just go down to the sketch cover, uh, the stretch goals. Um, yeah, because we've gone over all this stuff. Yeah. Add-ons. Yeah, add-ons. Oh, that those are some of the ones from the first issue. Oh, cool. This Hannah Hannah Blue, she's a punk rock artist. She's really good. Alfred Trujillo. Oh, nice. That's almost that's almost gone. That might be gone by now. Travis Starling. Oh my God, that dude's just killing it. Wow. He is so good. And we unlocked a print from him too for this new campaign. There's the Bad Religion one. Nice. <clears throat> A lot of people like that one. Yeah. I kind of filled the page on that one. And there's Kara. Nice. Yep, that's the action one. That's the sexy one. That's the blank one. And Kara talked me into it. She's like, are you married to this hoodie and pants thing? Can I do a tank top and booty shorts? I'm like, you do you, girl. <laughs> the 300. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. That's what I did last time. I kind of just copied my template from last time and did kind of the same stuff, but different. So that's why I had, like, last time it was Spider-Man 300. This time it's Spider-Man 601. I'm proud of that line on the second panel. Sylvia says to her, uh, so who are you, and why are you making me rethink my stance on licensing? <laughs> <laughs> She's really loud. Oh, apparently. This is cool looking, though. Uh, there's a, a, a cameo there by Dustin Staub, who's a. Oh, I know Dustin. Yeah, he he's a just an amazing dude, and is just a awesome collector, and uh, pretty much friend now. Like after the couple, past couple years, like we became friends, and uh, I actually co uh, I drew a story that he wrote. And it was for Brian Silverback's Kara uh, Prime. So I got a five-page story with Dustin. He, like, cool. hit me up to do the art for it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you've been so cool to me for so long. So, yeah, I'm going to do this. I backed that. He was on I – I did, like, a huge panel. Like, I, I covered, like, Kara Prime on, like, three shows one week. Nice. Like, I split it up. Like, I had, like, three or four guys plus, plus Brian on Friday. I had a couple other people uh, Monday, and then I had like a panel of like nine people on uh, on a, on a Tuesday. Nice. And it, it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of jokes going on. But... <laughs> and he's wearing a spawn shirt. It's kind of cut off, but you can tell what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> then this is the backup story that continues off of a backup story from the first issue. About a ghost cab driver named Calloway. Like Cab Calloway. Yeah, I, I, as, soon as, you, as soon as you said Calloway, I go, oh, it, it, was, already, right. it was already going. I already knew what this was going. 
going. There's a panel in there where she finally like meets him face to face, and uh, she says, "So your name's Callaway, and you drive a cab. Big jazz fan, huh?" And he's like, "It's nice to know the youth still know their the good music." And she's like, "Well, I've seen Blues Brothers." <laughs> Because oh, like uh, yeah, his his ghost is a whole lot older than her ghost. He's from like the forties. Mm. So these are all these are all open uh, die cut stickers. Yeah, die cut stickers by Josh C. Lyman, who's a another good artist friend on the on the interwebs. Uh, I just I love his little chibi stickers more than like most that I've seen, and I'm like, oh dude, I gotta get him on this. And he was like more than happy to contribute, and they turned out great. Um, and then that's a print by Travis Starling. He drew like his own awesome version of Shibi, who's like, it's like it's anime inspired, but it's just totally a Travis drawing. And it ends up like a Chibi filtered through his style. Like it almost looks like a villain in Ghostbusters, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like that looks like it could be in the Sega Genesis Ghostbusters game or the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon or something like that's really, really cool. Yeah, it's like your chibi is way possessed in here. Right. And that's uh, a print by Trina. I love that one. That's so cool. The lighting is so neat. Yeah. I didn't even do that many touch-ups on it. I was like, okay, that's just cool pretty much how it is. Put a little bit of blue smoke in. We're done. Yep. The button. Chibi button. I'll probably make like a couple different versions of that. Uh, trading cards, which is cool, continues off the trading cards from the first one. I want to like by the time this is over, have like a trading card for every even minor character that's in it and stuff. Like this time, it, for, it was the, for the main two characters the first time, Sylvia and Melissa, but this time it was Shibi and uh, her uncle there, who is like a Chicago cop who kind of helps her out and was kind of there for her after her family died. Nine thousand. I'm actually done with that little story. I should probably update that graphic, but uh, yeah, I, I did. A, I like doing one-page stories. They're just fun. I love doing one and dones. And um, oh, did I not save that? There's supposed to be another graphic in there. Oops, I gotta fix that when I get out of here. But this is the one and done story I drew. Oh, cool. Let's put that up. And like, I already lettered and colored it, but this is the original art for it. So. It's kind of like her exploring the spirit world and seeing like the negative energy and the positive energy that it gives off. Mm. And she's like staring out at the city as like there's negative energy everywhere. And you see a little bit of positive energy float off her. And she's like, well, you know, it has to kind of think. (laughs) Exactly. And she has to kind of think to herself, like, am I a cynic or can I fix this? Can I still believe in good, even though I'm seeing this right now? So, yeah. But the 10,000 one, and which is going to be the final one, is unlocked. And uh, I uh, announced it today, and I gave, like, updates and stuff, and I posted it on social media, but I got to fix it on the site because I posted it, but I don't think I clicked the save button. So it is that uh, I am going to do a tiny uh, trading card-sized sketch cover, or, I mean, sketch a sketch card, uh, just little quick drawing of sylvia sapphire specter for every backer like every backer every backer i've got every every backer is about to get an original art trading card exactly and people have already gotten like uh the sketch cover tier so they're all gonna get like their own detailed original art and stuff like that but i just want to do something really cool for the last one rather than like 
I could sit around and I could like be like, all right, well, what did other people, you know, like, uh, what did I do last time? I did keychains and I did this and stuff. Rather than look for little trinkets this time, I just felt like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy a whole bunch of sketch cards. And so I'm, I've got to do 208 now and I've done 20 already. Just yeah, you got another, you got another backer while we've been on. So yeah, nice. So cool. Thank you. Probably very much. Thank you for like, uh, all of this. Um, so I've done 20 already. So I've got, uh, one, uh, a lot, 88 to go, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can draw this character in my sleep and, um, it's going to take a, you know, like a week or two or three, but it's something I can do while I'm working. I just like have a pile of them next to me. I'll just pick one off, do a drawing, put it to the side, pick one off, do a drawing to put it to the side. And so I was like, all right, well, I think that's kind of neat. I think people will probably like that. And I've gotten some good feedback on that already to like have everybody get a little piece of art like uh literally little piece of art like on this yeah that's that's just rad there's something fun about that um i love trinkets i love little stickers i love all that kind of stuff but i was like this time i just want to i want to do something kind of personal and something tangible you know so yeah that's man that oh man that's a lot of work uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can hack it I can. i'm like i made this little tear and I've got a crap load of cards to do. Right. It's not going to be the most detailed thing in the universe or whatever. It's just like pencil with a little bit of blue under it to get the yeah. gest the quick gesture of the head. But yeah. like uh quick sketch. But yeah. So that's cool. Everybody gets a little drawing. So yay. That is that is pretty damn cool. And uh wow, we have uh just about two days, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it ends on Sunday at uh I think it's 8 p.m. Central. So yeah. And I'm probably gonna go live with Lisa again, so we'll figure all that out. So yeah. That's rad, dude. And and hopefully a bunch more people will come on so you, you know the at the at the very end, so you can be like, wow, I gotta buy more cardstock. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I bought 300 just in case. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, I went to Blick earlier today, and I was like, "Just in case, uh, I'm at 200 now. Let's see what I get to by Sunday, because I know that sometimes there's a rush at the end." So, uh, yeah, so I, I got enough to go around, and then I, at the, that was like a couple hours ago that I went, and I spent like the last like two hours of work just kind of jamming them out a little bit while half working and half watching YouTube. So I'm already done with 20. So I can do this. It's gonna gonna be a little bit of a, a hike but i can do it so yeah yeah because that oh man but that's something that's something cool that's going to keep all these people coming back and even more people coming in and be like you gave everybody an original sketch card yeah right <laughs> <laughs> be like huh original yeah. are you sure yeah we're <laughs> sure. right here but yeah i really do want to let people know that I'm I'm serious about this and I I really really care and it's really cool that anybody's given a crap about this character and all that stuff so yeah and you really you're really throwing everything into it and it, I mean it it shows you got some fantastic covers and uh and just you know 
just the dark side of a of a shibi uh, should make people want to come and, and I know, right? <laughs> for a lot more, you know. She so, might be a little more weeb than you realize. Definitely read the story. <laughs> the covers are cool, but I guarantee everybody that they're gonna love the story. You know, I I know I know a few people that got it uh, like last time around, and they told me about it. I'm like, oh man, I gotta check this out. And then you know, life happens, and I'm like. I forget, and I saw you on a couple other streams recently, mm -hmm. like within like the last month or so, and I'm like, oh, I found you online, and then uh, Pops is like, goes, oh, if you want JT on the show, you get to talk to Lisa. I go, oh, I know Lisa. I'm already friends with her. And I'm like, nice. Yeah, Pops is great too. <laughs> and like, uh, boom. So yeah, it. Uh, Man, people are in for a, a treat with this one, I think. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, and I'm I'm already so stoked for the next one. Like I can't I got I gotta focus on this, even though I'm so excited for the next one too. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like where it's like you know I gotta stop myself and calm myself and remember that I still got this to go, you know. So how many uh do you remember how many sketch covers you got left to do or you've been knocking those out as they come in? Uh I don't have any of the books printed. That's how much of a broke ass I am and how much I actually need Kickstarter. So uh once I get the returns is when I'm gonna order the books and then start uh drawing everybody's sketch covers. So yeah, like I'll mail out whatever I can and then just do those as I go and keep sending them off as I go. You doing uh, local printing or are you sending out? Local, yeah. I did like a demo book of it, of the first issue, like a couple years back. And uh, like I uh, did Kraken with that one and I outsourced, you know, or, or whatever you call it, uh, offshore, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, it just took too long. And it was just, I don't know, it was like every couple of weeks, it was like, you're the ship has left China and it's like, now it's here. Now it's going through customs. Now it's doing this. And this time I found a great printer called rink uh, printing in Indiana and they're very close to me. So I could just drive right over there, grab them, you know? So it's cool. Just put the boxes right in my car and drive them back. So, so you wait for everything to go down. You try to get caught up on as many of the sketch cards as you can to get a, to get a leg up and just wait for the books to come in. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah, it should be pretty good. Now I know how to do everything, so it's going to go a lot more smoothly. Cool. So this looks great, and uh, the next the next two days will be a little stressful for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> be, I think the, the stressful part's over. Like, this is the... Yeah, well, the stressful uh, part... Icing on the cake now. <laughs> yeah, well, the stressful part was over, like, six hours in for you. So mm -hmm. you're like, I made goal. Let's keep going. Right. <laughs> and they did. They kept going. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's a great pro project. The The art looks fantastic. And uh, I think the, I think the characters, are, it's a it's a cool premise. And uh, thank you. Looks looks like a lot of fun. So, yeah, I uh, I'm always my own worst critic, but this is some of my best art yet on the interiors for this one. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it looks great. So I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be keeping an eye on it for for the next two days to see how how much further it goes. Heck yeah, dude! And then I can, uh, yeah, I just friended you on Facebook because uh, I guess we weren't. So now we are. Yay! And I can uh, 
send you like a PDF for the first one. So if you want to check it out, that would be cool. Yeah, for sure. I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a read through and and do a video for it. Sweet. Yay. I cool. do videos. I do videos for almost everything. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> except for Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Part one of seventeen of the Cell Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! So, uh, why don't you let everybody know uh, where they can follow you online to uh, to keep up with you and everything that's going on? Yeah, you can follow me on the Facebooks at JT Malloy uh, or the Sapphire Spectre. I've got my own page for that, and uh, uh, I recently kind of joined twitter i don't know I don't, I don't like twitter that much but i'm there i had to be to promote this stuff you know so like jt underscore malloy there although i'm not there a lot instagram at james t malloy and uh i have a store envy site just search store envy jt malloy so cool yeah so it's been it's been cool meeting you and uh and, likewise and, man and, and checking this out and uh I'm excited to see where this where this ends up because uh, I'll be keeping an eye on it over the weekend. Totally, thank you. And by the way, I'm I'm always down to talk comics and stuff like that. Like I don't have to just promote stuff. So if, if you want to talk about Bronze Age, Marvel, and stuff like that, I'm down. You know, that's no cool. problem. Hey, anytime <laughs> you want to come on the back issue show, sure. Yeah, that would be cool because that's that's really cool. I've always wanted to do something like that, but that's really cool that you are. Yeah. So uh, uh, check it out. I'll, I'll send you uh, I'll send you a couple links. So you can uh, listen to it in the background while you're sketch sketching away and and doing everything else last minute for this. Yeah, for sure. All I do yeah. is like sit on my couch, watch YouTube on my TV, and draw in front of me. So that's <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, it's a hobby. I spend most of my day watching YouTube. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'll find I'll find something on my phone and I'll just hit the share share the screen button to my Fire Stick and and watch it on the big screen. It's mostly. Uh, speed runs of video games. <laughs> Everybody has their own little weird rabbit holes on YouTube. It's like speed runs of video games, the occasional political pundit, and uh, tornado videos of like people with their iPhones going, Oh, I should probably leave, you know, while it's destroying a gas station. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. I, yeah, most of mine are like, you know, comic book things. Some sometimes I'll like search out like uh comics explained and just just put something on you mm -hmm. know scroll through to see what they've done you know new that i'm not following anymore yeah and then they can explain it to me and, and tell me uh why i'm glad i did not buy that book uh, mm. i like know, that so. guy i like that guy perch do you ever watch that his videos that's pretty good it's like comics by perch or something i don't know he gives like it's a pretty balanced and fair look at like the industry the you know at least the big two stuff you know there, there's only so much i can watch of people talking about the big two though before i go like all right like so spider-man's not what it was when you were a kid like there's more stuff out there you know like, yeah <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot more stuff out there mm -hmm. like sapphire specter yeah and you know good stuff like that and uh yeah I, i'll put on like you know so much of it but i'll put on like uh people that I'm, I'm friends with, I'll put on like their streams or I'll put on, I'll put on like other art streams and stuff. Right. Totally. And it'll, it'll be on the background and I'll, I'll be sitting there reading and uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hold the book in one hand reading 
the other hand, I'll be like, you know, gaming on my gaming on my phone while watching that. Mm. You're like, look, I, I can multitask, but only if it's shit I like. Uh, <laughs> right. So uh thanks again. And uh this will be downloaded and uploaded to uh my podcast platform over at ageradio.org. Sweet. And will be available for download anywhere anybody gets their podcasts. Yay. So uh we will be back. I'll be back tomorrow with Thomas Hewlett for uh, OK Boomer at 8 p.m., the makeup stream from Thursday night. And uh, we're going to talk issue one of Sandman. Uh, And uh, next Monday, I have two episodes of Creators Outlet. One one in the afternoon, we're going over the pond to talk to the creating team behind uh, Rokan, Ben Jackson, and uh, Max Hedstrom. And then I've got uh, Matt, the guy behind the the Viking Butcher series, who's on he's on his issue too, as well, at nine p.m. And then I've got like seven more shows during that week. So <laughs> <laughs> I got good. Sunday. I got Sunday off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks once again, and uh, we'll see everybody soon. Everybody have a great night.